0: Okay, welcome to the first ever episode of Boys in the Iceberg. We will be here uh, recapping every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, Netflix's newest and most greatest show, uh, rated number one, a classic from Nickelodeon 15 years ago. Uh, We're going to be recapping every episode and talking about uh, just how great of a show it is. And uh, we're going to start off with episode one from the first series uh, or book, really, water, Uh, in this episode we meet everyone. Uh, While fishing, siblings Katara and Sokka discover Aang, a young boy frozen in an iceberg. After freeing him and his flying bison named Appa, they learn his identity as an airbender, long thought extinct and bring him back to their village in the Southern Water Tribe. After witnessing the beam of light that shot through the sky after the two broke into the ice, Zuko, exiled Prince of the Fire Nation, tasked with finding the long lost avatar to restore his honor, becomes intent on capturing him while playing ang and katara mistakenly trigger a booby trap in an ancient fire nation ship revealing ang's whereabouts to the nearby zuko wow what what a first episode i mean i mean with so much to dissect there guys uh where to begin uh well let's begin where the show begins all right with katara and sokka out there fishing um katara and sokka their relationship huge huge to this show Uh, Without a doubt. Am I right?
1: (laughs) I mean, they're they're Aang's family off the bat. Absolutely.
0: Aang, that's a good point. Because Aang, um, frozen 100 years, has no family. And uh, I I think it's very important for him, because he needs some kind of emotional connection uh, to have a sense of family in order to grow as the Avatar.
1: Yeah. But you could also argue, too, like he... He was raised by monks right mm-hmm. so he didn't have parents that he grew up with mm-hmm. the the community that he had that was his family he, monk monk yatsu as we learned to find out later is Definitely. is like central father figure
0: mm-hmm.
1: so in a way like he's already kind of encouraged to detach i mean that's the whole basis of being an airbender right detach mm-hmm. yourself from worldly concerns and that way you can find freedom yes
0: uh real quick i i think we touched on this a little earlier but i uh, weren't recording uh saka and his ignorance it is so crucial his whole uh just just attitude he, he's like a I, it, it, if not for his ignorance and apathy to the whole uh deeper spiritual world and these uh you know bending that's going on around him uh we as the audience uh would never find out about this deeper world i think you were talking about he's almost like the han solo of the group do you, you want to expand on that teddy
1: um yeah i mean he it, it kind of borders on like an incel sort of you mm. know vibe because yeah like he Katara calls him out on the fact that he is this sexist ignorant um and she's like Duh she's disappointed to be related to him and all that frustration and angst mm-hmm. creates like this, all, it, it brings out this power in her that brings out Aang ultimately. So in, in a way, like, I don't know, I kind of saw this as like, it's, so, it's, it's interesting how that frustration kind of spurns us forward story-wise. Yeah, You know, and, right. he, he, you know and, and even after he meets Aang, he's so skeptical the entire time, you know, he, he sees him as either like this, a spy for the fire nation or yeah, ultimately someone who can't be trusted. And interestingly enough, like that kind of goes within his character because he has, you know, he, they, they lost their mother. We immediately find, they don't have their father around. Um, They kind of keep that vague, but they, yeah, like he, he, so he kind of had to take it upon himself to, be the central male figure for not just his sister, but for the whole tribe. So it, it, you know, he's gonna see anything outside of that orbit as a threat to mm. this kind of ego that he's, he's generated around him.
0: Yeah, and then I think that uh, pushing back on the, you know, that spiritual world, the bending world, um, you know, he, he scolded Katara for the magic water that fell on him. But if it wasn't for that tension, um, that then caused them to. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was that tension that caused uh, Katara to like get angry at uh, Sokka and create the initial burst of the iceberg that brought Aang to the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's. Uh, uh, it, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jeff. I was gonna say it's it's kind of remarkable how that dialogue, like Teddy was saying, you know, it sets up so much of the stage for the show. Um, Sokka. Just as much as Katara, I think, is the audience's point of view. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones, you know, we're seeing this story through their eyes because they're the first people, like you said, we meet. And we're with them throughout the entire series. Um, And you get this, you know, the way that Sokka is behaving and reacts to Katara, not only does it inform, you know, not everybody's a bender, um, but that there's this, kind of mystical aura about bending. And it, it it has this almost Star Wars Jedi-like, you know, it's almost like the Force, if you can bend. Um, people are obviously held in high regard for that reason. Um, and you get that, you know, the way that Sokka speaks to Katara and the way that they interact with each other, not only have they lost someone, but, like you're saying, they're they're in... What's left of a village, which was already small and now it's like nothing. That's what else we see You really get a sense just through them The toll that this war has taken and you know the way that they've had to come up With Sokka acting as the father figure For Katara and the kind of elder figure for the whole village as like the oldest male um, you know what this war's done the only life they've known, you know, they don't know anything about any, only things they've heard until they meet Aang. Right. Um, so everything that happens is brand new. That, that's brand new to the audience, is brand new to them, Definitely. which is really cool. And it's a and, great uh, way to bring us in.
0: I think, I uh, think uh, yeah. part of Saka's character is uh, the fact that he's the oldest male and yet was not old enough to go out and fight. Uh, yeah gives him this constant feeling of he's not good enough, he has to live up to something greater, even though he doesn't have the bending abilities which might make him innately greater. Uh, th- there is this sense of he has a greater potential or he has to uh, he's not a man if he doesn't uh, fight in the war. And that, that passion is something that's going to come up a lot throughout the show. <laughs> um, right and,
1: and, and, you know, we kind of got a we sense of that. Um... You know how did they lose their canoe? Because Saka didn't go through the proper water tribe um, uh, rite of passage mm. to be able to properly steer a canoe through the iceberg. You know, and like this is and, and this is kind of what you were uh, alluding to, uh, John. Like how they set up these little these little sprinkles. Yes, I, that, that arc.
0: I gotta say, for for a pilot episode, they did an amazing job of setting up. Uh, dude, oh, I don't want to say everything, but like. <laughs> 70% of the greater arcs got a little wink and a nod in this uh, pilot. And it's a, a big credit to the show's creators. Um, around the time that, uh, you know, they uh, start fighting and the, uh, you know, you, they, they cause the iceberg to crack, uh, the camera then kind of moves, or not camera, but the, the cartoon cuts to Zuko and we're introduced to him. And I, I think he's, uh, he sees the light that comes from the iceberg, which is a great way to introduce him on the, into the show. Wow. He's uh, on the Fire Nation ship with his Uncle Iroh, who, and uh, we get to learn a little more about his journey. And uh, let's talk about
2: Zuko then. Let's shift here. Uh, uh, Zuko is... It's, it's amazing to me, when you were talking about Sokka and... That just under the surface feeling of inadequacy being masked by an abundance of confidence mm. um, and self worth, it's mm-hmm. amazing how you could be describing Zuko to a T. With uh-huh. um, and not only him, but I think a lot of characters, you know, I'll get back to Zuko, but I just want to expand on what you were saying about that. You know, I'm thinking about Katara is the only water bender in her village. Mm-hmm. Aang is the only remaining airbender and obviously has to follow in Roku's footsteps and live up to the person that Kyahtso knew that he could be. Sokka has no powers and is constantly surrounded by not just benders, but it turns out what'll become two of the most powerful benders maybe in, in the world's history. Um, You just have, and then you have Zuko, whose entire drive when we first meet him is um, regaining his, his, you know, like meeting his fate, capturing the Avatar and getting his destiny. And every single one of these characters is facing some sense of inadequacy that they're trying to overcome as part of their main character growth to propel them forward, having to prove something to somebody and it's a big part of every single one of their drives and it's amazing how they all come from such different places but at their core they're all so similar in what they're and what they want to do they're just trying to prove themselves to those around them now obviously zuko is the best version of it i think in the series it's just because the way that he develops and the way that you first meet him and everything to do with his background is just incredible it's incredible. And then there's Iro. <laughs> huh. And then there's Iro. Yeah.
1: There's Iro. But uh, hey, Jeff, I got to give you credit for not, not talking about Zuko and not, you know, saying the H word.
2: Huh. Honor! Mm. Honor!
0: Uh,
2: I, I was like, my head was like a slot machine and I was trying to like stop on the right word. And I, <laughs> find I threw fate out there somewhere, I think. <laughs> yeah, but yes, yeah, honor, it's honor. It's, it's, exactly. it's, a, it's a wonderful meme at this point, right? It'll make oh, his yeah. scar just magically disappear when his honor returns.
0: <laughs> um, all right, and, you know, moving forward here with the story. The, uh, all right, eventually Aang gets out of that iceberg with Appa. Uh, we get to meet them. They are brought back to the village And uh, at first, Sokka thinks that uh, Aang is a Fire Nation spy, okay? However, uh, Katara's already able to see the good in him. She's she's already able to see that he's not there to hurt anyone. And, uh, okay.
1: Well, similar to how Zuko sees that beam of light and regards Mm -hmm. the Avatar as the hope to regain his said honor. Yes. Para, (laughs) Aang, for Katara, is her hope to master bending, you know? And you can say, well, you know, how is that possible? The water and air are two different elements. But if you think about it, and even like the way the styles are progressed, you know, water is the the stylistically, they took a lot of cues from Tai Chi, which is an internal martial art, you know? It's about bending your actual kinetic energy inside and trying to bring it outward. Whatever your opponent brings to you, you redirect it back and airbending is very similar in that it's it's derived from bagua which is also an internal martial art and it has all the circular motions you know and whatever you throw at them it also redirects it back so you know and that is so for Katara, yeah Ang absolutely is her hope to finally learn it as opposed to having you know only being able to catch fish and having that bubble popped by her brother
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah go ahead go ahead I was going to say one thing about Aang that I noticed rewatching that's really cool. Everything about him up to the moment that he, his avatar state goes away and he collapses and they run to him. Mm -hmm. Every single thing about Aang up until that moment is so epic. Every reference to the avatar and airbenders and what they mean. The fact that we first see this massive, um, iceberg pop up out of the water and you see the, the first thing you see is his is his arrow and eyes glowing mm-hmm. and you see this massive creature above him in this ice and then he comes up and and when it breaks open this giant beam of light like every single thing about ang is unbelievably like otherworldly epic and then as soon as he comes to the first thing he talks about is like an eight-year-old boy. <laughs>
1: you want to go penguin sledding with me?
2: Yeah. Like
1: penguin
0: juxtaposition
2: <laughs> of like <laughs> <unimaginable> <laughs> of fate and destiny and like this purpose and drive and, and what you have to do and this unbelievable responsibility. And this just awesome kid who wants to play. And given the fact that it all happens in a span of like a few minutes, yeah. And it, it, it's such a great preface for i think the whole series where you have this incredibly complex and epic setup and journey that you're going to go on but in its details it's such a simple fun ride and it's such Mm -hmm. a great like the writers did such a perfect like for that to be the way you're introduced is just it's really good
1: i mean i i really don't want to get ahead of ourselves but like i i can't not think of gyatsu that's gyatsu's influence Mm -hmm.
0: yes the
1: playfulness right exactly like the airbenders detach themselves to gain freedom to have fun essentially as well like just to have that space within their their mind frame and their embodiment to just be free and Mm -hmm. throw pies at each other if they want (laughs) to yeah i mean and
2: there's and there's something to be said for that 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 pressure that every person feels, you know, when they're growing up and all they want to do is have fun and do things. And they know that there's, you know, it's obviously like Aang's situation is saving the world, but everybody has that, okay, I have to have a job and be serious and make money and do these things and be an adult. Mm -hmm. And I have to be responsible, but a big part of you just wants to do that so you can have fun. And I think that the way that Aang is this wonderful metaphor for that is also really well done and and just, same with Sokka and Katara, quite honest. I mean, Katara, is obviously, she carries this, the, the seriousness of it, but Sokka and Aang are both just kind of these, they, they seem like all they want to do is screw around and have a good time, but when times are tough and they need to be, they're as serious as anyone, and they come, you know, and they arrive in the moment. And it's just uh, a wonderful character trait, I guess. For that. Definitely. Um, so they um, old mount Appa.
0: They go back to the village. Uh, of course... Uh, you know, Aang, he likes to sled on penguins and they're having fun. But of course, Zuko notices the light and uh, follows them back to the village. And, uh, oh God. Um, all right. A quick aside, if I could pause for a minute. Um, I think this should be the format. I, I'm i not entirely prepared to do it right now, but I think kind of uh, the initial recap and then moving through the uh, story pausing with like poised yeah. questions i didn't really prepare and then at the end we do, yeah. uh, i feel
2: yeah. like we're kind
1: of naturally doing that as well yeah, yeah. very true
2: okay yeah. I would oh I, I would like to do one thing first yeah um comment on because it, it just since we're doing the recap mm-hmm, um we don't actually start with sokka and katara as much as i love them uh, our first is the intro right Ooh, and God. Unlike the other episodes, the thing I loved about the intro is, is it's expanded. It's not expanded to the point of being this like arduous 10 minute long, like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's funny because I remember like when, when The Expanse first premiered and I was like, oh my God, they just took care of so much exposition so quickly with all that writing. And then I watched the Avatar opening and I'm like, oh my God, they did even more exposition with less and it's It's just amazing. You know, they bring you, like they show the map, and then they bring you into the map in that first episode's intro, Mm -hmm. which they don't do anymore. Like they do it briefly, but not the way that they do it in that intro. And they show you all the different nations, they show you the earth nation, they show you the mountains, they show you the exact stone mountain range. This might need to get cut out for spoiler purposes, Mm -hmm. but I believe that in that opening credits, where they zoom in initially for the earth kingdom mm-hmm. where the avatar is on top of that peak is the exact same stone mountain range that ang and fire lord ozai have their big battle in the in the finale mm. um cool. which is awesome i, gotta um, another I don't know one. if that was intentional or not but it's awesome yeah um but they explain the whole world and they jump right off of that into Sokka and katara and what we were saying earlier any semblance of confusion about, well, is everyone a bender? Is not everyone a bender? Is immediately taken care of when we meet Sak and Katara and we find out he's not a bender. She is. It's kind of rare. He thinks of it as this mystical, magical thing, so it's maybe not that prevalent all over the place, but it's definitely held in high regard. Um, and it's just wonderful. It's just like, so hard to do. and it And it's serious, but it's not, but it's still hopeful. And it's, it appeals to all, I don't know, I just, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, it's good.
1: No, for sure. I, honestly, like, to your point that, um, you know, I was kind of like, uh, as I was about to turn on the, that episode, you know, I had kind of, st- chores that I was doing or whatever, and even when I pressed play, I had stuff that I, like, I was going to walk out of the room, but then I'm like, wait a minute, oh, this is different.
2: I mean, I forgot about this,
1: yeah. and just... The way, they, like, a hun- and, and just like the part that hit me the most was when she goes, a hundred years have passed and the Fire Nation is almost, uh, is about to win the war. You mm-hmm. know, like, and so that right there, like we are on the precipice of mm-hmm. a whole new world order. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but meanwhile, the characters here, they've been dealing with this for a hundred years. All of, of them, uh, them. Oppression, all of them.
0: Except yeah. Aang, who... <laughs> quite great uh, storytelling device. The fact that he's been frozen this whole time, he doesn't know about the Hundred Year War. As a result, much in the same way Sokka needs to be told and the audience needs to be told about all this this universe and then all the bending and spirituality that surrounds it, Aang needs to be educated much as the audience does on the history of the Hundred Year War and the the conflict between the different nations.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's different points of, of coming into this world, right? The, mm-hmm. the viewpoint from Zuko's eyes, from Sokka's eyes, to Aang's eyes. Ang, starting from this place of pure innocence, right? And him, you know, we find out later why he got stuck in that iceberg was because of essentially this need to keep on hold on to that innocence. Yeah. And and uh, you know, I, I guess I guess to lack of better phrasing, to skirt responsibility. But I mean, he all he knew were were was Gyatso and the monks. So. Yeah. What's, what's, what's a kid going to do if, if that's going to be taken away from you and all of a sudden you're thrown all this, all this responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh,
0: another great thing the show did was uh, when Aang is being brought to the village from the iceberg, uh, he has a dream. And in that dream, we, we get to kind of relive how he came to be frozen in the iceberg. How He was in some kind of storm during a Fire Nation attack. And uh, at that moment, as kind of a defense mechanism, uh, triggered this uh, energy bubble that protected him and Appa for the hundred years.
2: Yeah. Um, and we see that he's got some kind of rage in him, when it's happening in that dream, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He's not just screaming because... The wind and rain and everything is being hurled against him. We could see that there's something. It could have been a beautiful sunny day, and he probably would have been screaming with just as much rage. Right. So he's uh, definitely running from something big.
0: He's running from the need to balance the entire yeah. world.
2: And right. uh, well, I'm saying, like in the pilot, we have no idea yet. Correct. Yeah. Um, but but
1: uh, yeah, the breadcrumbs.
2: Bread crumbs. I'm telling you, man, this is a.
0: A feast of breadcrumbs. (laughs) uh, (laughs) They, they, I mean, very, very well done.
1: Uh, We are essentially the seagulls just going, mine, mine, (laughs) mine, mine.
0: Yes. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful. Um,
2: I'm trying to think. What else? Oh, I got one more thing. Sure. It's amazing. When you were saying how this pilot kind of does... Set the stage for every major relationship, in some sense, uh-huh. and I'm looking at it. And in terms of like outside of the ulterior, you know, I'm just thinking about this from like a pilot perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of the like outlier line of like that one awesome kid in the village, I gotta pee and stuff what? like that. There are six, six characters in this mm-hmm. entire two-part pilot. There is that have sustained lines that mean anything. There is Sokka, Katara, Aang, um, their grandma, Zuko, Iroh. There's also Appa, um, yeah, so seven. Of course. Um, Appa has lines. <laughs> but he just, no, he doesn't actually, because he doesn't until the very, well, he does at the end of the pilot, I think. Um, yeah. But that's it. They only have seven characters, and they're, this pilot is setting up an entire world, an entire new culture, an entire new everything, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it through the lens of just seven creatures, six people. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um, that's not, you know, there's there's just so much to unravel there. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and I think also like the we we kind of we another thing to get, get it to is just how self aware the uh, the writers, the creators you know, everyone involved are just not, not just being culturally sensitive, but also, pre, you know, truly appreciating the history, the, the vast the history and, and being able to condense that and put yeah. it in this very accessible package where you can't help but not do research on what came before. Right. You know?
2: I, it's, Absolutely. It's like a measuring tool for human decency like do you do you love ang when you first meet him or not like if you think it's silly and dumb then you're dead inside (laughs) (laughs) we are not
0: gonna get along yeah Yeah. then this podcast is not for you uh Um,
2: yeah (laughs) just i I don't know how and i don't want to get like i I don't know what it is I, i don't know if it's just that the kid, Zachary Taylor, who does the voice, if it's a combination of things, but he's like so pure, he's so gentle and kind and innocent. And it's just like, it, it just resonates throughout the series. And everyone is, I don't know, it's really good. Yeah.
1: yeah. We able to balance out of that really well. Like, you know, you, you see how it affects other people, especially people that have been affected by the war and you know, like people either take it like a soccer where you're very skeptical and don't trust it off the bat because how could this be your reality? You out of touch, little, little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or, or it's Katara where it's, huh, you're like, you, you can get us out of this. Yeah. We can, we can put all our problems onto your shoulders. Great, perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's both, I mean, he is a little out of touch. He has been uh, frozen for a hundred years but yeah. uh I, I mean for a young boy he, he does have a very profound uh, sense about him, like like the, the, the way he felt so horrified uh, that a hundred years passed, and everyone that he knows is uh, gone
2: yeah. Uh, yeah yeah he very on oh yeah,
0: yeah, I think it speaks to just <laughs> Whether or not he likes it, he knows deep down it is his life's mission to balance the good and the evil in the world.
2: He... Oh, I lost it. Shit. You're so close. You're so close. You're so close.
0: I mean, listen. uh, The show kind of moves on to, uh, I think, the the next major kind of scene or uh, story part is when they go to the shipwrecked uh, Fire Nation ship after mm-hmm. their penguin sledding. And, uh, okay, Guitar and Aang arrive there and then find out that the ship is uh, booby-trapped. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, fortunately, it triggers Aang's ability to uh, uh, fly out of there, or, or airbend out of there, that, that better point. Uh, they launch through the opening... Yeah.
2: alert you tell yeah. My aunt, for my uncle
1: yes
2: the airbender's alive mm. um, yeah that ship I thought was a really good um, it, it's such a small subtle thing um, but again the details in this show and the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to in in this pilot establish a difference of nearly a hundred years of progress uh-huh. between the ship that Zuko's goes on and the ship that they find in the, in, in, you know, buried in the snow from however long ago it was mm-hmm. the fact that there are like, like we see again later on, and this is a spoiler, whatever. They end up on the fire nation in book three, everybody. Okay. So the fact what? that we like try to, all right, we could cut it. But like the fact that they, you know, like the old Fire Navy uniforms even, like with the spikes and then the new ones that are more streamlined, the old boat, the way that it's shaped a certain way. And you could see the new one where the old one got stuck and frozen in the snow. The new one is like, has it developed exactly where it opens out. And uh, you could tell that that's a new technology that was created from the problem caused in the past by the old ships. And little things like that. And granted, you don't see that next one arriving until the next episode. But just seeing that small difference and setting that up is, again, one of those little details when, as a writer, when you think about world building, you're not going to necessarily plan out when you're starting to create your show or your concept. But it's those little details that make it so much easier for audiences to lose themselves in the world and just experience it without constantly questioning everything and wondering. Because it's so realistic,
1: for sure. And even even Katara's, you, you know, I, I think that's brought home by the fact that Katara's a reaction towards it, where she sees it and immediately wants to explore it, being the being the kid he is. But Katara's like knows that this is this is a very, you know this is a site of of pain. This is a source of pain for her tribe, and it's yeah. it's, it's a monument to that pain, right? And we, we it, it's so great to see it later too, you know, where you see the battle that happened, mm-hmm. but that's, But like the, the again a breadcrumb right there. That, uh, you, you you know the snow is making making chips stuck and and yeah. So it's that that whole sense is done so organically and mm-hmm. um, there's really they don't pull any punches as well.
0: No, you know uh, they're not afraid to dive into some fascism. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. so many uh, themes that we we still struggle with today. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. unfortunately, um, Yeah. That, uh- but, you know,
1: but the key is to look at them and to truly try to understand where those points were coming from
0: mm-hmm. as
1: opposed to, you know, our natural reaction, our gut reaction. And I mean, personally, from a family reaction is to not look at the past, mm. you know, because we just want to move on to the future. But, um, but you don't learn from that. You don't learn from if you don't look at that history, if you don't look at that pain, you don't, you can't fully acknowledge
2: it and move on from it. Right. So, so. here's another question I've always had. Mm-hmm. Um, are Saka Katara's or is Saka and Katara's village, the only village for the Southern water tribe or just a village of mm-hmm. the Southern water tribe? Okay. Because when she says, I'm the only bender in the entire Southern water tribe, Right. Is that necessarily 100% fact, Or is that as far as she's concerned, because how, you know, who knows how far, yes, they're really far from the Northern water tribe, but even their fellow villagers, if it's the entire Southern continent, that right. could be, you know, that could be a trek. Um, do they necessarily know each other? I'd love to speculate and find out the history kind of, of, you know, like we see a little bit, like you say, when they had the flashback of when the fire nation first came to their village and you could see even in that it's a lot bigger and there's more people but i'd like to know if that was like if they had neighboring villages if they all congregated because of it or what happened
0: mm-hmm. yeah, just fun to wonder. i mean no it's an interesting question certainly it's a a small tribe relative to a large piece of land um i just can't think of any evidence that suggests otherwise
1: you know right.
0: uh, other than just the the mass of the the Expanse of this land here. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, they alluded to the fact that you know the men of the tribe, the warriors, went off into battle, right? Yeah. So a huge chunk um, of the population went off. But honestly, I would imagine that there—that's a good point. I, I mean, that's a good thing to ponder. I would imagine that there are other tribes that are like just kind of far off on another side, because that's kind of—I mean, you know—they're—they're they're very. Um, heavily influenced by the Inuits, right? Mm-hmm. So and they, they didn't all congregate into into one area. They, they were all spread apart. Right. So, um, but, you know, they, they, they also didn't have a flying bison to help them get to their cousins in the North Pole, so. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. They, uh, I'm also thinking about them as a metaphor for displaced residents of war-torn regions, mm-hmm. you know, people oh, yeah. who have to emigrate. Elsewhere, and maybe necessarily have nowhere to go, and are just stuck. Um, You know, maybe when they invaded, all sorts of people had to scatter to avoid. You know, I'm sure that there are segments of the population that, you know, like in real life, a lot of people want to fight and and defend it. A lot of people will just buckle, and a lot of people will hide. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there is a lot of groups that maybe were in hiding and stuff. Um,
0: War causes mm -hmm. refugee crisis. Uh, I mean. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. And uh, this 100-year war from the Fire Nation, certainly... Uh, I, I wouldn't say that they were displaced because they are still in their home, but the fact that uh, every adult male had to go fight, and uh, it certainly takes a massive toll. Uh-huh. Um, are you guys aware that... Obviously, this is the first episode, but there's an unaired pilot that was created before this.
1: Uh, no. No.
0: Yes, it has never aired on TV or been released, but uh, I, I'd, I'd be curious. Yeah, I, I can send you a little link on this article I found, but uh, the, uh, it, it's all speculation. I, I, I cannot uh, tell you what was or wasn't in it, uh, but there is some evidence to suggest that they did have a, uh, an unaired pilot, like a low budget one, just to kind of get the money to make the real one. Wow, kind of like South Park did. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, wow. Yeah, well, I'm actually. Well, okay. even like
1: Seth uh, his his th- senior thesis was essentially like the ba- uh, right, was the underbelly for Family Guy.
0: Yeah. Um, which is
1: similar alma maters.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh,
1: you know, is yeah. it out? Like is it? Is I, it I'm actually YouTube?
0: looking. Um Ooh. No God, come on. If there I'm is this, this would be a crazy thing for us to discover <laughs> just now. Um, yeah, I'm on the fa- it's on the Avatar Wiki, is that where you are? Uh yeah, Wikia on fandom you know, avatar fandom yeah, com. Yeah. yeah. So there's a whole I article.
1: Tonight, I want this.
0: I'm gonna throw Ooh. the link up in the comments here just in case uh we don't have it all, but uh, there, there's the link uh, of the unaired
2: pilot. Uh, Her name was Kaya before it was Katara? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, interesting.
1: That's the daughter's name, right? Yeah. That's funny.
0: Wow. Yeah. Man, what I'd give to see this. Uh, <laughs> it's out there, guys.
1: Wow. We, we, we need to do our
0: investigating, see if we can
2: find it. I'm reading. Yeah. Are, 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 did you find the synopsis? Yes, I'm looking at it now. Me too. Should we read it? Yes, go for it. Let's go. Yeah, go ahead. All right. The pilot begins with Kaya explaining the war between the nations and the absence and later discovery of Avatar Aang. Aang, Sokka, and Kaya are flying on the Avatar's bison, Appa, fleeing from Prince Zuko of the Fire Nation, who is pursuing them on his ship. Zuko launches fireballs in an attempt to bring them down, but Appa manages to avoid the attack. Moments later, a serpent rises out of the water in front of Appa, who manages to evade it. Deprived of its prey, the serpent surges for another victim to attack, and begins to attack Zuko's ship upon spotting it. This buys Aang and his friends enough time to get away safely. Zuko, defending his ship, starts attacking the massive serpent with firebending. Um, Group lands on an island to relax. Kaya tries to practice her waterbending, but she cannot control it well. Seeing her frustration, Aang proceeds to give her some pointers, by demonstrating the correct leg stance. Sokka, agitated that the two of them are playing around, demands they help him look for food. Kaya is reluctant to let Aang go off by himself since he is the world's last hope, so Sokka goes out to look for food alone. He finds some wild berries and eats them, but they taste bad. Suddenly Fire Nation soldiers arrive and they ambush and capture him. Alarmed that Sokka has not returned yet, Aang asks Kaya to fly with him in his glider around the island to search for him and manage to spot the soldiers taking Sokka into a Fire Nation base. Reasoning that since Aang is the avatar and too important to risk being captured, Kaya tells him to wait outside the base while she sneaks in to save Aka. Irritated, Aang plays with Momo, but he later decides he should be helping people and flies into the base anyway. Jesus. Wow. Um, Sokka is brought forth to Prince Zuko, who has just returned to the base with Serpent's decapitated head. Oh my god. Sokka insults him, calling Zuko Scarboy. At that moment, two guards arrive with Kaya captured, and the two are subsequently questioned by Zuko about the whereabouts of the Avatar, but they deny everything. Zuko prepares to have the soldiers scour the island for the Avatar, but at that moment Aang suddenly flies in on his glider, shocking everyone. Aang flies around the base, gathering everyone's attention by performing stunts and lands, but is quickly quickly surrounded by soldiers armed with spears. Zuko orders the soldiers to throw Kaya and Sokka down into a pit. Determined to save them, Aang uses airbending to escape and taunts Zuko to take him on alone. Momo and Zuko's pet hawk fight, while Zuko pursues Aang and attacks with firebending. They battle atop a scaffolding, eventually fighting on the head of a huge Zuko statue within the base. Zuko eventually disarms Aang and thinks he has quartered the Avatar, but Aang jumps off the statue. His purposeful endangerment of himself causes him to enter the Avatar state, and he subsequently throws Zuko off with a powerful gust of air. However, before Zuko hits the ground, Aang leaves the Avatar states and sinks him, and saves him from a fatal fall. Sokka, trapped in the pit with his sister, finds the situation hopeless. However, water bends a large container of water to fill the pit, freeing them, though they find themselves surrounded by soldiers. Aang flies by as Sokka throws his boomerang with a rope attached to it, and it wraps itself around Aang's glider. They all escape, along with Momo and a basket of food. That night, they leave the island flying on Appa. Aang falls asleep and comically falls off of Oppo's head, later remarking he had meant to do so.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, guys, this is something we need to watch. (laughs) Uh, You um, got it. Now, listen, of course, um, there were great reasons for not uh, having that as the uh, uh, pilot. I, I, I do commend the creators for their breadcrumb laden pilot, um, but shit, guys, we we also need to watch this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. um I well, funny enough, yeah,
1: funny enough, it, it was directed by the original creators, right, DiMartino yeah. and Go. Sure. M- meanwhile, the majority of the series and the pilot, the actual pilot, is directed by the wonderful chosen Dave Filoni, mm. who has gone on to really enriched the star wars universe with through through the clone wars and rebels and now the mandalorian so you could you could see like the 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 points in which his influence really really was a debt was a was a was a help to their to their cause
0: absolutely um you guys i think i found it (laughs) um should we Stop recording and watch it together on Zoom right now. <laughs> what are you sure. checking? Wait a second. Wait a second. Um, what? What'd you say, Jeff? You found it? I believe I found it. Uh. Uh. Hang on. You're
1: like a hacker, John.
0: No, stop. It was on Reddit. Um, <laughs> uh, and apparently, if you buy it on iTunes, um, it, it's available there. Uh, all right, guys, I, I think this concludes the first episode of uh, Avatar wow. – The Boys in the Bubble. Um, we have to go watch boys, this yeah. unaired pilot, and this the, the adventure of Avatar Discovery will continue. Um, Yay. This, has been, uh, the, this has been it, guys. The, it, it, it's not just a journey for Aang. It's a journey for us as well. And That's uh, right. the journey for continues. The Until uh, next time. Uh, this is the boys in the bubble. Take care. Flameo. Beep.